Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, uh, it's my time uh, <laughs> how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave and john jd is in the car yes he's mobile he's 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 the man on the street he's going to get us the word of what's going on in the world Right. What's going on is I had to pick, had to pick up a six-year-old from a from a thing, so this is the dedication that I have. I'm trying to trying to make everything work. Being a parent is tough. It is, you know. It's hard to own a dog. It is hard to own a dog, little buddy. Thanks for dropping. Ah, uh, <laughs> and own a dog. Okay. <laughs> so, so how is how is JD and and Andy doing? <laughs> We're good. I'm going to order dinner, so skip to me and go to John next. Oh, okay. Well, then, how's John doing? So JD can order dinner. <laughs> and on to JD. Go. <laughs> no, um, yeah. I'm working way too much for some reason, and I'm usually the person at work telling other people not to work too much. Um, I did watch, oh, uh, I did watch, was it Turning Red? Um, on Disney. I didn't watch it. I didn't realize that was. I thought that was going to the theaters. I didn't realize that was a Disney Plus thing. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know too. I was just. I was so like. I, I took a break on on Saturday just so I could be ready to work seven days this week. And um, yeah, turning. I, I needed something to watch, and you know, I was snuggling on the couch with the with the massager on, and turning red popped up on, as one of the suggestions from the, the Fire HD thing. Did hmm. uh, were so, you cuddling with the cats? No, the cats aren't allowed in, in, in my man cave downstairs. Oh my that, god, the poor da- cats. It's a dander free place. But uh turning red, turn the beginning makes you feel like this might not go well, and then it goes well. So like there there's a little a little too much um fourth wall breaking, uh a, a little too a little too much narration in the beginning, mm-hmm. but then all that goes away and the story pr- progresses and uh it's pretty good. You know? Cool, cool. Very, very, um, very uh, body affirmative, um, very good uh, show uh, for kids. Th- th- you know what, though? Like any kind of, I'll call it a werewolf story where you turn, you know, a, one person turns into something else. Uh, that is a good time to try to say, uh, do a body positivity story. You know what? I got to say something on air right now. Hilton, you fucking suck. <laughs> What? Oh, I'm sorry. I hope the kid didn't hear that. Uh, <laughs> what did Paris do this time? No, no, no. So I got headphones. I, I, I stayed at a Hilton not too long ago, and 
they keep aggressively calling my phone trying to sell me like a vacation package i don't answer but it's just like oh my goodness like it's like twice a day now and it's always a different phone number but the caller id says hilton Oh, oh, dude! You, you, you think that's bad? Try, try refinancing your mortgage. I, 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 like an idiot. I signed up with LendingTree, and I had to turn my phone, my phone ringer. I had to turn it off uh, for about a week and a half there because I was getting so many calls. <sighs> and 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 yeah, just like you, it's like you know, it's the same person calling with it's the same company calling with five, ten, twenty different numbers because they figured that's the way to make you answer because you don't know who it is. You know, not all of them are registered. Eh, it's just it's it sucks. It's yes. scummy, man. All these stupid uh all these stupid numbers that call you. Like I go through my deletes, like I've got so many numbers blocked now that I have to check my blocked call email. Yeah. And delete them every week. Cause like I keep getting notifications. Oh, your email, your um your voice message is full. I'm like, how oh geez. And there'll be like seven yep. of them on there. Yep. <sighs> yeah, it's so annoying. Um all right, is dinner ordered? Are we good? Dinner is ordered. We're good. Oh, um, cool. What are we having? Taco Bell. <gasps> we're, we're on the road. I, I'm sorry. So, I, I I value my stomach, so I shan't be uh, partaking. I like Taco a, Bell. As a person who suffers from celiac disease, it's one of the few places you can eat. Yes. I, my I was married to a vegetarian for many years. It's one of the few places, fast food places she yes. you know wasn't limited this and Culver's. I'm not sure if you guys have Culver's in Pennsylvania, but that's about it. No, never heard of it. Culver's is off. My Midwest folks know Culver's, so that's good stuff. Yes, I will. I'll give you the update on my week. I finally finished Dark Tower. Ah! It was amazing. And then I watched the movie. It made me want to die. (laughs) (laughs) And then I watched the movie, and it was not amazing. (laughs) They tried to... They tried to squeeze 10,000 pages of books into a 90-minute movie. Oh, my goodness. I'm they assuming tried to do the entire well. thing. It was, no, it was awful. It was one of the most disappointing filmics. Well, I knew it was going to be bad, so I can't really call it disappointing, but I'm still going to call it disappointing because, like, I know the potential that was there, and it was like, so, so, there, thank you. So, um, so disheartening on that. It was so, I looked forward to it. And I also got an audio book. I was at work this weekend. I listened to Who Censored Roger Rabbit. Ah, uh-huh. I've heard of that one. It, it's the movie. It's the book Roger Rabbit is based on. Oh, okay. Let Let me tell you something. It was It was a sale on Amazon. And I said, Oh, I'll check this out. It was like a dollar, so I bought it. Um, it's very different than the than the movie. Really? And 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 not as good. Oh, uh-huh. the potential is the potential is there. So you see, I get why Disney or yeah, I get why Disney's like you know what we can do something. It's very noiry. Roger is not a good rabbit. Like he's not a um, a likable character. It's very noir. Everyone is super shady, and they're comic strips instead of cartoon characters. Ah, so interesting. It's, and it takes place. It takes place in the eighties, not the forties. So the nuts and the nuts and bolts are there, and it got to the point like the sequels to the book that were written were based on the the movie, not the the original book, and that's from the original author. Huh. So even he was like, ah, they did my idea better than mine. So I had one experience where the book was significantly better than the movie, and one experience where the movie was significantly better than the book. So interesting. That That's was interesting. Rare. I thought, it is rare, and I bookended it over the weekend, which made it very, very surreal in a way. But hmm. yeah, that was my weekend. How was yours, Dave? Um, Interesting. So, uh, all right. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna I saw I actually saw two and a half movies this past week. Um uh, John, you might need to bite your lip before I finish. <laughs> Have you guys heard about the Hyperion movie? Um so it's uh I can't think the guy from Men in Tights who played Robin Hood and was in Princess Bride. Um uh JD, you're usually the one that's good with names. Um Carrie Carrie Elway. Yeah. Yes. Um so basically he's uh he creates a technology that gives people superpowers and it's it's a movie that takes place in like the 60s 70s it's like you know it starts out 1965 and then it's 14 years later so it's 1979 in modern day and long story short like people probably some people probably have heard about this um it's a comedy it's a it's a it's yeah it's a comedy drama okay so a dramedy it's a dramedy so first thing i'm going to say is um it felt like the royal tannenbaums have you guys seen that movie i have it's goddamn weird yes it felt like the royal tannenbaums but as a superhero movie okay that's really um, weird. The, the anderson superhero movie basically yes yeah right oh okay. my god that's a really good description um but here's the weird thing about it okay um it's the you know how the the daily wire is trying to produce movies now this is one of the first ones they produced and what they were doing is they were streamed it live for free on YouTube on Wednesday night. And it was supposed to start at eight o'clock Eastern time, but didn't really get started till like after nine. And I'm watching, I'm like, it's not bad, but like, I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. So I paused it. I went to bed and I get up the next morning and go to finish watching it. And they took it down. And now oh. the only way you can watch it is to sign up for the, on the daily wire. And I'm like, this is such bullshit. Like his big thing you know, I give him props because his whole argument is, you know, uh, if you want to change the world, you got to change the culture. So he wants to create movies to help change culture. But yet he's going to force you to join his website to watch the movie. I'm like, that's not helping. That's not like distribute it so people can see it and then make their own decision. Like you're going to put it behind a paywall. It's stupid. Like you're not you're not accomplishing what you want to set out. And it was a halfway decent movie. Like if it was free, I would have finished watching it. But I'm not going to pay to finish watching this. You know. So wow. That that that's my commentary on that. Like you know, that's, that was just that's a, a ri that's a risky distribution model. Just it so is. It's very risky. Right. Because the whole thing is daily? too. It, it also goes to the whole like preaching to the choir mentality. Like. The only people who are going to see it are the people who have already subscribed to your service. No one's going to sign up to see this movie. What is you know? Daily Wire? Huh? What is Daily Wire? Like what uh, is it's it? it's Ben Shapiro's company. Oh, oh God, God. Okay. no, no, no. So that is, that is absolutely hilarious. That is so spot on, man. Like I'll give you half the movie, but you gotta you gotta give me the other. You gotta subscribe to my service for the other half. That's that's perfect. Where, where, right. Like, <laughs> did, did your subscription come with like some you know muscle supplements or something? Like no, I, you're I just, you're confusing him with uh, not really the crazy guy. No, well, um, they're both crazy, dude. Come on, that's daily. Anyway, I knew I anyway, daily see that's why I was telling you to bite your tongue. So 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 like again, I applaud. Why would you put it on there though? I applaud the I applaud the like idea of you want to change culture, but right, like you're defeating your own mission by then putting it behind a paywall for people to see it you know it's a very risky like you said jd it's a very risky model to like oh you know like it just doesn't make sense but what are you gonna do you're um, you're not gonna you're not gonna get anybody like no this is 
it's never worked before. I'll give you half of something and you get the other half of it. You have to give me money. Like, right. <clears throat> unless you're like a drug dealer, which, you know, they ain't. Like, it's, that's, it's going to be a colossal failure. Colossal. Right. And I, and I will say this too. It wasn't like so spectacular. Like, oh, I got to see the rest of this. It was like, it was good. You know, all the actors in it were really good. It was, it was a decent story, but it was, and it was weird and it was different. And that's what I kind of liked about it. But it was like, nah, I'm not paying to, to, to for this. So, yep. Um, and then of course I watched the movie for the show, uh, on Friday night or oh, Friday evening before I went out. And then Saturday I was at my girlfriend's and we wanted to watch a movie and I watched another Ryan Reynolds movie. Uh, which I hadn't seen yet, Red Notice. So that's the that was the interesting thing. I saw a movie on Friday that had Deadpool, uh, Gamora, and uh, the, the Incredible Hulk in it. And then on Saturday, I watched a movie that had Green Lantern, <laughs> Black Adam, and uh, Wonder Woman in it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Netflix is hiring all the, the comic book stores. Um, have you guys well, yeah. seen Red Notice? I haven't. I've seen... Um... I've seen the promos for it, but I also saw a review for it. It wasn't that great. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's a golden egg, right? Yeah. So it was about the Cleopatra's golden eggs was the, the, the MacGuffin in it. Um, Yeah. I just heard that it was, it was really confused. Like the, the plot might've been really confusing or something, but. No, I wouldn't say it's really confusing. It's um, by the time you're halfway through, you can see where it's going you realize what the twist is at the end. And it's just like, ugh, you know, but I mean, it's, you know, it's funny. I liked Ryan Reynolds and the rocks, uh, the way they played off each other. That was good. But, um, yeah, yeah. It's, I'll say that if you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil, but you can kind of see the end coming before it gets there. The, the twist for the end. So yeah, but that was my, uh, that was my week. Watched some movies, hung out with my girlfriend, Oh, I went to a fundraiser last night for uh, Ryan, Archbishop Ryan High School for their arts program. So there was a quizzo night. Did not win a thing. <laughs> I don't know enough trivia, apparently. Mm. Well, I don't know stuff like who won the Teen Choice Award in 20, 2008, I think it was, or 2010. <laughs> Why would we care? Yeah, unless you have, unless you were a teenager in 2010, there's no way you could. Well, we got to remember this was a high school fundraiser, so there was a lot of younger people there too. They were most of these kids were like six in 2010. Yeah, yeah, but they were probably watching stuff like that. Could be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that was. I didn't have a very calm weekend. There was nothing crazy about it. Nothing maddening. So let's maddening ourselves now and talk about social media madness. I tried to get him to start early so you could get past this, JD, but he stubbornly <laughs> hung on. No such luck for me. Nope. All right. All right. So first off, we did talk about Tom Welling uh, had offered a, an update on the Smallville animated series, you know, tweeted out when people uh, watch this show, uh, to which Timothy Jones said, I would definitely watch. I hope it's not just an animated redo of the series. Though, I'm sure it will take off. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Sour grapes, Sour ladies grapes. and gentlemen. Find newspapers across this country. Yes. Uh, then to which Markellis uh, <laughs> Reagans from 
So Wizard replied, LOL. And it's a, I don't know sure what share it's from, but it's a guy with a gif. It's a gif of a guy applauding. Hmm, very nice, bravo. <laughs> and then I am not going to, okay. Uh, Fatima, you obviously don't listen to our show. Uh, you just caught the, the tagging of uh, Smallville on it. Is he asked what time in the podcast is Tom's part? And uh, Tom Welling was not actually on our podcast, though we would gladly have him on. Quarter we just talked about that. that's what time. <laughs> we just had him. We just talked about a news article that uh, involved him. Okay, John, these two are specifically for you. Uh huh. So we had also mentioned that our uh, favorite composer of all time, uh, John Williams, does return to do the Obi One television series and uh, we asked people how excited they were for this and matt spectro through the multiverse podcast said i am not alive like i think he trailed off there and forgot to part the alive <laughs> part because only people that are alive like him people who are dead inside that would be the only reason for not liking john williams and 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 an, an englishman in san diego retweeted us and said let the man rest i get that but like he's a once in a generation type of talent i mean and he, it's up to him he could rest if he wants exactly he, he decided to go and good for him being able to do it at that age holy moly there's this that puts this weird mentality of, of, uh, weird image in my head of like mickey mouse showed up at williams's house with a with like a couple of beefy guys and said you're doing the soundtrack yeah <laughs> or, or you well, getting i mean up? we wouldn't put it past the mouse really i mean look what they did to the you know the nick was it the nickel brothers nick whatever nickelback brothers whatever they are um <laughs> nickelback but, brothers but, the jonas brothers but, but the nickelback brothers <laughs> but the thing is the thing is like again he's i mean if if only all of us could be that active and that good at what we do by the time we're by by that age you know and still still be trucking you know the man's just um he's unstoppable yes and then finally i only included this one because jd tagged me i think i mentioned this uh meme on the last episode where uh it's pictures of like it's batman from 1966 1989, Michael Keaton, 1995, and 1997. Each one, the, the, the picture gets a little darker. 2008, 2016, Ben Affleck, 2022, and then 2025, it's just a black square. I, yeah, I saw, I saw that meme in, uh, on, on Facebook. It was going around a lot. And it's not, it's true. Go ahead, so I got two thoughts on the, on the previous one. Is that a mouthful of taco when you guys were talking about it? Um, ah. If we don't call this episode the Nickelback Brothers, we're missing an opportunity. Okay. <laughs> Two, Clint Eastwood is in his 90s, basically 90, I think, and he's mm -hmm. making movies. He's got a thing. It's like, you know, you keep going and you don't let the old man in, right? Because when you let the old man in, it's time for the old man to go. So you just True. keep going and you just deny the fact that you're old, that you're old and you just keep keep on keeping on. Keep Sorry. on keeping on. True. That sounds like a song title. Is it? It might be. Although, yeah, I don't know. Like, don't what? Know. No, it's it, go ahead. Say it. Say it, old man. <laughs> You're the oldest no, one I, here. I'm just saying, in, in Clint Eastwood's case, it's probably that death is just afraid of him. <laughs> Could be. 
Uh, and in James Williams' case, he just serenades death right out the back door. <laughs> it's just like, you know. Falls it to sleep with a sweet melody. Yep. Or lures it away with a nice hot taco. Is Taco Bell sponsoring this episode? They should. <laughs> I'd like some of that sweet taco money. <laughs> Ah, well, if you want some of that sweet taco money, here's our good friend D-Square telling you uh, you can follow us on social media and be part of social media madness. And get those sweet-ass tacos. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of social media madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there... You can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Uh, thanks for that, Don. And don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerd Podcast, available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. And now we're going to take our uh, quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right. We are back. We have a few little things to talk about in the news here. Uh Hopefully everyone's prepared and read the email. We're <laughs> actually sorry. Let's be serious. Um, unfortunately, the first news is sad news. Uh, Academy Award-winning actor William Hurt passed away. Uh, he was seventy-one years old, um, and of course, he's most known to our audience as Thunderbolt Ross from uh, The Incredible Hulk and Endgame and Captain America: Civil War and all those movies. And uh, yeah. It's a, it's kind of a sad day. Um, he did, he did way, way more. Oh, of course. Than that. Like, um, I mean, again, my, my first, the first movie I remember where I actually knew that was William Hurt was Altered States. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was, that was a freaky movie, man. And that was done. God, I can't remember when it was like really, really a long time ago. <laughs> Uh, what yeah, is he's... Altered States? I don't know that movie. Uh, Altered Altered States is a freaky movie. Uh, let's see, it was yeah, nineteen eighty. It was one of the very first ones he was he was done and doing actually. Like the first time was in Kojak, uh, nineteen seventy seven. Um, Altered States was uh, oh god, it was uh, let, let's say it's transcendentalism gone horribly horribly wrong, and 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 probably one of the very first introductions of being Cronenberg'd. Okay. That sounds gross. It 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 is, but it's a really it's a really interesting I, I, it's not quite yeah, a horror movie, but it's science fiction. It's it's almost horror horror science fiction. Anyway, so yeah, beyond, yeah. But uh, uh you know yeah. 
beyond that, like, you know, Body Heat, Big Chill, Gorky Park was another one I had forgotten. Um, broadcast News. Broadcast News, yes. That... One of the most famous ones. You yes. Know? Dark City? That's Dark... right. Oh, my God. Dark City. Yeah. Lost in uh... Space. Lost in Space, the movie. Duh. That's right. Oh, my goodness. The yeah. first movie. The, the first the first try, which wasn't that bad. I, I, I know people, some people didn't like it, but I, I wasn't that bad as a, as a, you know, it had Joey in it. It had Joey in it. It had to be good. It also had Heather Graham and Lacey Chabber and a <laughs> bunch of others. Mimi Rogers was excellent in it. You know, Gary Oldman was in it. Like the cast was was pretty, pretty damn good. Yeah, add William Hurt to that and stir a little bit and, uh, you know, some CGI and it was awesome. Children of a Lesser God, of course, another one. Very so, famous movie he was in. So yeah. well, basically lots and lots of stuff that us old people remember that probably you younger people should definitely give a try. Oh, and um, Kiss of the Spider Woman, which is the movie he won the Academy Award for. So, um, yeah, yes, definitely. Um, yes, definitely sad day. You know, I'm kind of curious because there were rumors they were going to do a Red Hulk, uh, something with the Red Hulk, either. Well, we figured in She-Hulk, right? They, we figured they were going to introduce something about Red Hulk in She-Hulk. Yeah, like that was that's the rumor. Um, do they do that now, or do they skip over it? Or I, I don't know, but like it's been reported for a while now that the Red Hulk was going to like make an appearance. Yeah. Like, so it's, well, it's just Thunderbolt Ross. They could they could recast him. True. Yeah. Do you bring back Sam Elliott, who played him in oh, Hulk? I forgot about that. Yeah. Why not? Although he's he's kind of old too. He's so. older too. Yes, he's he's, old. Wait, he's he's older. <laughs> he's older. How old is uh, Sam Elliott? Sam, Sam Elliott. Well, to be honest, I mean Sam he's El- been around since the seventies. So yeah, but Sam Elliott has looked ninety since he was like three. So exactly, <laughs> <laughs> it's the mustache. Uh, he's seventy-seven years old. Oh my God, he's older. Okay, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so maybe maybe you recast a guy in his fifties. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of have to. You know, I mean, like, this is kind of the problem with uh, working with human beings. Is they, they die. As averse to actual comic book characters, it's just a drawing on a page. Stupid right. human beings. Like, why couldn't we just have, like, his evil clone turn up or something? Yeah. Yeah, still, well. You still got to have William, William Hart play the evil clone, though, right? True. Well, doesn't help. I mean, you know, the CGI is getting uh, pretty good. It's yeah. starting to get there. They got young Luke running around in the uh, Mandalorian, so. They do do that. All right. Well, rest in peace, Mr. Yeah. Hurt. Uh, moving on to something a little happier. Uh, they released the teaser for the Obi-Wan series. Um, did you guys both get a chance to see it? You know I did. I watched it while of you were course. listening. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we think? Are we are we excited for this? Did this, this pique our interest? I hope this doesn't turn out to be Gotham. <laughs> Goth Gotham Tatooine version, you know. No, I, I don't think I don't think Ewan McGregor would do it unless it had the potential to be really good because he don't need this. It's right? true. True. Like he was only going to come back if they gave him something worth coming back for. Right. No, I like, agree. I, don't know. I think this looks all right. What do you think, man? I mean, I think yeah. I, I it, it looks good. It looks like there's a lot of potential there. They're bringing the inquisitors in 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 you know live action uh so continuing with the borrowing from like rebels and uh uh the clone wars series this does and, carry a risk 
I mean, the, the risk is you, the more the more they retread the same material over and over and over again within the same time frame, the more continuity issues they're going to probably introduce. Oh, and, 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 and I know, well, I, some geeks too, we're geeks, you know, like that's kind of, kind of our thing is worrying about continuity. But, but the other thing is, I, 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 I would put forward again, there is entire, an entire freaking universe with thousands of planets that could be explored with all new characters. And they still are pulling from the same damn cadre of, you know, John, the same people all the time. John, I'd be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I don't care about the unexplored Star Wars. If I'm watching Star Wars, I want Star Wars. Like, why can't I? Why can't we want an Obi-Wan series, right? Obi-Wan is Star Wars. If you throw some random dude and, you know, give him a name that doesn't matter, but throw the Star Wars label on it. It's yeah, like... Like, like, what if they made a show about a Mandalorian, just some random Mandalorian? Yeah, that would never work. He looks like Boba Fett, man. He looks like Boba Fett. Yeah. Don't tell me it's not why people didn't watch that show. Right? It's exactly why it, they it isn't it. why they watch that show. They're watching it for Baby Yoda, which again, same we thing. We knew Baby Yoda was coming, and when he was, but he wasn't Baby something you've never heard of. He was Baby Yoda, right? That's what you yeah. want. You want the property, right? Like, I don't like. Do, do another, like, if you have another, okay, if you're a creator and you have an entire universe of stuff that hasn't been touched yet, why would you want to throw the Star Wars tag in there? Why wouldn't you want to make your own thing? But they, have, they, uh, have, yeah. they have all the extended universe stuff, like just sitting there, like they could put, and they are slowly starting to pull from it. But the thing is, they had so many good stories in the extended universe. But they said they have already thrown that out, though, said I, it's I, not canon. I know, but it does prove that you can have good stories about stuff that isn't directly re related to a Skywalker or Boba Fett or, you know. Okay, but yeah. we'll, we'll also go back to something that we say a lot is that these companies are in the business to make money. How many people read the books versus how many people have watched those movies over the years? You know, I'm sure I'm, I know a lot of people have read the books, but I'm, I'm sure it fails a comparison to the number of tickets that have been sold for those movies, you know. Sure. We're also talking about Star Wars, right? George Lucas tossed away his own continuity. Right. Right? Because he, he was not planning on making Vader Luke's father, right? Because then they had that conversation with Obi-Wan. Right? Jedi was like, yeah, semantics. See, before he became Vader, he pretty much killed your father. Yeah. You know? And he wouldn't have Leia slip Luke the tongue in Empire if the plan was to make them twins. But the, but the other thing <laughs> is, like, again, the more you introduce, the more continuity issues you have with... Um, with uh, Obi-Wan sitting there uh, talking to Yoda after Luke takes, you know, takes off and, and uh, Yoda says, well, there is another. Okay, which other are you talking about? Are you talking about Ezra? Are you talking about um, ah Ahsoka? Are you talking, like, which other was he talking about? Because now we know that there were a whole bunch of Jedi still wandering around the universe that, that Yoda actually knew about because, again, they, they backfilled that with Yoda having met both of them and, like, Okay, you know. Had to be a had to be a Skywalker. There's another Skywalker. That's what the line is. Yeah. He just no, said I there agree. is another, not there is another Skywalker. But well, you know, but they were going down what they believed was the chosen one path, uh, believing it was originally Anakin and then Luke. So hmm. there you go. I said like continuity. Story is more important than continuity. So if it serves, if you have a good story to tell, tell it. We retcon stuff all the. It's a comic podcast, right? We retcon stuff all, all the, time. the time. 
Yep. Otherwise, Can't get away Superman from it. Was, otherwise, Superman would still have been adopted by John and Mary Kent after spending like the first 10 years of his life in an orphanage, right? Hmm. That's just, that's what it was originally. You change as you go along. Wish I could retcon my childhood. <laughs> oh. It would be convenient. All right, all right, all right. It would be uh, awful. Um, speaking of uh, things I wish we could retcon and get rid of, the... Uh-huh. The Boys season three teaser came out. Did uh, did you guys watch that? No, because I have, it doesn't mean anything to me. I haven't watched any of the show. Oh, that's right. You never watched it. I I finished I finished season two. I am not interested in season three. Yeah, I, I just it's it's the the term overkill comes to mind, but that's underkill compared. Yeah, I mean, like they just I don't know. I mean, we're, and the thing we're, is, like, we're, we're looking at world a possible World War Three with nukes right now, and <laughs> I don't want to see. I I don't need anything that's going to show me a bleak future. We're already looking at that. Well, and the thing the thing that kind of bugged me, and I don't, I never read the comics, so I don't know if this is canon for the comics or not. But it's a big, you know, they're showing that Butcher has powers now in the in the teaser, and it's like. That takes something away from it for me because it was kind of like non-powered people against heroes trying to figure out how to defeat them, you know, and the ba- and the bad guys were actually the people with power. So now it's like, well, now we're going to give one of the guys powers. It's like, well, then, you know, he's on an even playing fan. It takes something. It's not the underdog anymore, you know. Got to mix it up, man. Season three. Got to stir the pot. Yeah, I'm yep. with you. Yeah, that's true. Season three, you gotta you gotta change something up, or else it's just gonna be the same old, same old. No, but I'm I'm a Dave. Like I think the kind of I don't get. I haven't. I read the first trade and didn't love it, so I never picked up another issue, and I never saw the show. I don't know. I think we're. I don't know. I'm not interested. Yeah, and also, um, on a side note, I don't know if you guys saw Ant- the Anthony Starr, the guy who plays Homelander. Did you see the news about him? I heard something. He got in trouble for something, didn't he? Apparently he was at a bar drunk and beat someone up like badly. Oh, how badly? Uh, like there's pictures. The guy's got like stitches on his face and stuff. Well, that's Why? not what. Why? Why? Why did it happen? What happened? I I don't know the whole story. What bugs me the most is that he was sentenced to twelve months suspended. Like, yeah, I mean, talk about bleak futures, bleak presents. You know, because he's a celebrity, he didn't go to jail, and it's like, ugh. Our our justice system sucks. Like I don't care, you know. The guy he should be at least get probation, you know, but or ankle monitor, house arrest. He should at least get probation. I mean, like, I mean, I'm I don't know. I want I'd like to know the. I'm not gonna pretend like I never punched a guy in a bar. So I just I'd like to know the reasoning behind. I'd like to know the story. Like maybe I don't know. So I'm, I'm of the mind that more people need to get punched in the mouth. That's me. I'm that's personal <laughs> statement. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay okay yeah all right so none of us are going to be watching season three good luck boys you're gonna need it uh, all right all right i have a question for you guys yes do you think a composer can make a good director i don't know if it's ever happened before i'm interested to see if it's possible that's a good point, a good point. well the batman composer michael G- gitchamo good no how do you say that g.i what? John Carpenter did a John Carpenter. He did the music yes. for all of his movies. Mr. is yes, yes, he could. Okay, yeah. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> Michael. I'm butchering his name. G I A C C H I N O. Giancho. Go ahead. 
Italian. Something Italian. Um, oh. He's going to direct the Werewolf by Night special for Disney Plus. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, yes. Uh, also, he also composed music for. Da, 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 da. It's Giacchino, by the way. Giacchino. Oh, thank you, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Trek. Uh, I know he previously directed, I'm sorry, uh, a short film in 2018 and uh, some shorts, for animated Star Trek shorts for. Uh, uh, I guess the Paramount Network. Um, he's composed other stuff for a couple of the Marvel things and uh, um, some other things. So yeah, so he has directed before. Nothing that I've seen. <laughs> so we'll see. I, I guess mean, what he's getting. An he sounds like a really talented guy who's done some small level stuff, and he's getting an opportunity. Like these are the kind of guys that Marvel's been hiring, right? Right. Especially for someone who's low profile as a one-off Disney Plus special. Yeah, why not? Yeah, exactly. And it's a big enough project that'll, you know, get him some cachet. So, yeah, yeah definitely. I think it'll work. John, what do you think? Sure. Sure. <laughs> no, I I mean, you know, wait to see what how, how it turns out. All right. What what if it was um, uh, John Williams? Could he direct? Don't think so. He directs an orchestra. Why can't he well, direct a movie? There's a whole different that's a whole different skill set. You know that. So, All right. What about Zimmer? What if it was him they hired to he direct? Can't even, he can't even direct an orchestra. So. <laughs> he doesn't direct an orchestra. That's correct. He's a keyboard guy. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, he does a lot of stuff on the computer. All right. So did John Carpenter. Yes. No yes. True. True. All right, moving on. Here's the big story that just came out today, I think, right? Yeah. That uh, HBO Max and the Discovery app are going to merge into one super app. Well, it's not only that. Discovery's taking over Warner Media. Like, it's this is a massive, massive merger. Right. Well, we talked about the merger before, so, I mean, but it's coming to fruition now. Um, yes. This is interesting. Um, so, is there anything on the Discovery app that you watch now <laughs> okay i got a funny story yesterday i texted my wife that robert irvine and robert tapper the guys from restaurant impossible and bar rescue have a competition show on discovery plus and i told my wife that and she loves these shows she said oh we have to get discovery plus and i said no 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 let's wait and see if they do with hbo mask there's a good chance it's all gonna be one app anyway and we already get it so flash forward 24 hours and jd stuck the landing <laughs> 24 hours interesting I, I, you didn't realize you were that correct right <laughs> well i mean like because i know you saw it was coming when discovery plus was buying warner media it would seem like why have two apps and you can have one app right right we've been talking about this for two years now the consolidation like the consolidation process is underway we're in the implosion now and this one quite honestly because they're gonna have all those like food network discovery channel you know your home renovation shows people love that stuff you put that on the same app that has like your movies and like your your like AEW stuff that I like and all and like and now they're talking about they're talking about doing live sports on on uh, HBO Max, right? You've basically yeah. created your own cable network. I wonder that's, if- uh, that that's the this is this is like next to Disney Plus now. This is the big one, right? Yeah, this is well. This will this this and Peacock have been kind of neck and neck. And I think if they if they do this, if they stick this landing, like now you've gone over the top. Now you've got live sports on top of like 
quality reality show program because Discovery is like the best of the cable reality stuff. And now you've got prestige format, like prestige programming too, along with a great set of like films. Like you've got everything that the old cable, like a cable, not even a cable network, but like a cable system used to have, right? Isn't that what they want? Don't we want it? They want you to go, hey, you want this one app right here. It's going to be hard to fight. So we're, we're, we're going to get, like if all the mergers are this big though, we're going to quickly get to a point where antitrust is going to have to step in. They're going to have to do something. I agree with you. I, no, I think, I think we'll quick, yeah, that's coming too. But I think we're going to quickly get to the point where there's going to be like, there was an explosion of all these little ones. And then we're going to quickly get to like, there's three or four, you know, <laughs> ones that offer a lot of stuff. And the other ones will just kind of go away that, that don't merger with anyone. Um, well, that's back to where we started with the three networks, right? Yeah. We're back to ABC, CBS, and NBC. Yeah. That's right. We're, gonna, we're basically going to have, it's basically going to be this Discovery, Warner, whatever they call it. It's going to be, uh, Disney and probably Netflix and Peacock and there might be, it wouldn't surprise me if someone accused someone bought Netflix or something. And then and then Crunchyroll and Rooster Teeth on the UHF channels. Wasn't Rooster Teeth or Crunchyroll part of Warner? Didn't, didn't someone buy them recently or something? No, they 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 merged though, right? Uh, Crun- Crunchyroll uh, and Funimation. Funimation just merged, yeah. Right, but Rooster Teeth is still out there. They're still they're still independent. Someone's going to um, buy crunchy roll someone big is going to buy them that's i don't gonna, i don't think gonna, so like <laughs> crunch, in in the in the space of anime crunchy roll is now a behemoth like there is nobody bigger than that. them right now it, i believe because, that but well here's the real question when does sony decide they want to taste i was gonna that was what i was just about to say what happens when sony says you know what so sony owns, sony app. no 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 sony sony owns them now sony sony owned saying. sony owned funimation but that's the thing is, when does Sony decide they want their own app? Their own, not app, sorry. Their own no, their, their own app Their own app is Crunchyroll now. I know, but I mean, no, they're but, not But a real, them. like, with, oh, with all the movies that Sony has done. Oh, start with oh. that, yes. Well, yeah, and, and then fun, merge. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm talking about, when does Sony decide they want, I think they've been sitting out on this, waiting. Because, like, think about Sony Picture Entertainment, all the television stuff that they have. They have a lot of, like, prestige television stuff. They currently have licenses. But what about when they decide to pull that stuff back? And they and I don't know because I know they sold they sold quite a bit. Like they sold the MGM library. They sold so much stuff. But at some point, you got to think Sony's going to want to get in on it. Yeah. And I think what they do is if you buy a PlayStation Six, they give you a year free of it. Well, remember when PlayStation tried to have its own network and that didn't quite work? Like Sony's, uh-huh. since that happened, Sony's been really cautious about stuff because they had crackled like a decade. Like yes. they were ahead of everybody, but they were almost like too early. Yeah. Right. right. Like, so it's like I just wonder when they decide to go. Okay, now we're gonna do this because Sony owns so many television networks across the planet that are major, much bigger than here. So I mean, they have the infrastructure to support something like this. The question is, do they really want to go all in? I don't know. Well, don't they? They own Paramount, right? They do own Paramount. Oh, and, wait, no, I don't think they do. No, Sony owns. Uh, no, I'm wrong. Paramount is something else. Paramount is Viacom. Um, okay. And that's the thing, the, the Paramount Network, right? Paramount Plus, whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. That is not, that is, that is like the, not the bottom, bottom, but I mean, like, of these major ones, that's the one that, like, nobody's really flocking to. Yeah, because the only thing they have that, that people seem to talk about is the Star Trek stuff. And even there's people who don't even like that. There's, people are that's torn I, on it. Well, that's what I wonder. I mean, does, does Sony go all in on, with Paramount and decide, okay, we'll do a thing? 
like the Sony, the Sony take it off Viacom stance. Like, I mean, there's so many, or do they, right. is that a potential merger? Like there's so much on the table still. And I, that's, they're the wild card player. Now. So it seems like it does seem like the, the Paramount network is, or whatever you want to call it is the one that's struggling. Maybe, maybe they buy, maybe they buy Netflix. That's one that, you know, it's possible. I could see it. I could see Sony or maybe Viacom deciding, you know what, let's just, let's just absorb Netflix. That could be one reason why Netflix is in spending mode right now is so they get acquired, right? Ah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. I mean, can Netflix fight, think about this, can Netflix fight Disney and whatever this, this Frankenstein's monster that is Warner? Well, they've got, oh they've got, a, oh, they, they've, they've diversified a lot. So they've yeah. got, a, they've got anime, they've got anime, like regular animation, they've got foreign films, they've got, yeah, like, they have they, their own film studio. They yeah, have their like, own film. They're the ones that have invested the most in content, in like new content, originally, I should say original content creation, right? Like it seems like everybody else is digging into the past where Netflix is like, look, we're, we're the ones on the forefront creating something new. Some of it sticks, some of it doesn't, but I mean, we're talking about it in 10 minutes or whatever. We're going to be talking about a Netflix original movie. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, so just real quick to wrap up the HBO Max Discovery merger. Um, they're on track to finalize it by 2022. Uh, mid, I'm sorry, mid 20, we're in 2022. Mid-2022. Um, and I'm wondering, you, you mentioned something like they do a lot of boxing with HBO. No, they don't anymore. HBO got out of the oh. box game three years ago. But with now, well, here's something interesting. About two week, two or three weeks ago, HBO made a huge deal with the Premier League. So they oh, okay. a lot of live soccer, which I know in West Americans are like, so what? But in like overseas, and it's one of the fastest growing sports in the U.S. Like, so there, that tells me that HBO is serious about sports. Live event sports is the big money maker right now. Right. Right? Like it's keeping thought the NFL is basically Fox after Fox sold off like twentieth century Fox and all that stuff. So does does is Warner interested in becoming like a real player in live event in live event sports broadcast? Because that's the fascinating thing. Because they've got the end like TNT the big thing on TNT is the NBA, right? Right. You bring the NBA into one of these things, man, it's like now now the game has totally changed. Hmm. Yeah, right. I know. I, I, I definitely could see that. Um, all right. Let's uh let's move on. We got uh two more quick articles here. The first one being um speaking of uh things being on time and delayed, uh Black Adam, Flashpoint, and Aquaman 2 have all been delayed. Uh Black Adam till October of this year and Flashpoint and Aquaman to next year at this point. And uh, it's interesting after the Batman just came out and was a huge success. Now all of a sudden they're, they're delaying these movies. The rumor is uh, cause they kind of just announced the delay and they didn't really say why, but there's there's scuttlebutt saying uh, because of the pandemic, they didn't get all the special effects finished. Um, they weren't able to get Why? special effects people and they were just finishing them up now and it's not going to, these movies aren't going to be done. Supply chain issues with the special effects people? Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, the special effects people that can work from home? I yeah, that's the only thing that bugs me. It's like, you can do a lot of that stuff from home now, so. Yeah, I'm, not... I, I'm very, I'm very, very suspect on that. 
Um, it's probably reshoots, right? It has to be. It's always reshoots. Do you think they've changed directions on their universe now and how they're connecting things? I thought that the, the plan was going forward. I think I read this after Batman came out is that they're just going to be basically auteur centric. Like someone's got an idea, we go with it, uh-huh. you know, regardless, regardless of continuity. I think they're just trying to be with DC's best bet and just doing stories as opposed to let Marvel do the interconnected universe that works for them. When DC, cause when DC tries it, it doesn't really work. Yeah. Right. But I mean, they didn't do it with a plan. They just kind of tried to do it and scram it in there. But isn't that the story of DC comics in general? Like, isn't that just kind of what it is and always has been? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like in the company DNA. But I mean, like, like the best DC stories, Kingdom Come, you know, of uh, uh, New Frontier, they're all continuity free. That's why this this Batman movie was great because there was no ties to anything. They could just do a good movie again. True. I'm just, but that's why I also kind of wonder why, the, like, there's reshoots because of the delays because, um, they were probably all heavily tied together somehow. And now they want to like kind of break it off. Sometimes, I mean, a lot of these things get delayed because it, making a movie is hard. And sometimes it just like the studios, like they want to get the word out. Oh, this movie's coming out on this. And then it's like, Oh no, it's not going to be ready. Cause sometimes movies aren't ready. You know? I know. It's just weird that cause like oh, they gave us a flash trailer, you know, we've oh, seen. Of, all you need is a little bit of footage to make a trailer. Like you don't have to have yeah. a finished movie to do that. Like I mean, they rushed the Batman '89, the trailer. They rushed that trailer out long before that movie was finished even filming. True. You know, not uncommon. It was just funny though, because like The Rock announced the delay for Black Adam, and because uh, he's also does one of the voices in the Super Pets movie. They moved yeah, that up, so he was just like, um, he was acting like, "Oh, it's a good thing we moved it so it's closer to the holiday season," and it was like, really. Gotta spin, brother. Gotta spin. Yeah, I wasn't smelling what the rock was cooking there. Sorry. Just... Uh, it might be, it might be a little bit of bullshit, but I mean, like that's, uh, you know, you got to do that. You got to serve those corporate masters. Yeah, some people do. Hmm. I don't. We don't. To. I don't. Know, but yeah, uh, we don't. We don't. We don't have corporate masters on this show. Like some, if you want. We, to we yeah, we we are looking for masters. <laughs> yes, yes. If you own a a podcast empire and you'd like us to join, we're for sale. Uh, John has a price tag no, on his forehead. We have no pride. We will do whatever. <laughs> um, all right. And then the last bit of news here, Gotham Knights. So have you guys heard about this show? Is this the one that's going to be on um, HBO Max? No, this is going to be on the CW. Oh, okay. No, I'm not familiar with it. So apparently it's based, the idea is that it's Gotham after Batman dies. God, why do they do stuff like that? We got that with uh, 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 Birds of Prey back in the day too. Uh huh. Um, yeah, in all, just... in all of these, in all of these, Batman is conspicuously absent. Like he's dead, or he's just gone, or you know, it's like they can't do a regular Batman TV show. No, no, no. Well, they don't want why? Why do a regular Batman TV show when you release these movies and they make all the money? Um. So you get uh, uh what's her name? Um. They cast Olivia Rose, Keegan, Nevia Robinson, and Oscar Morgan. So Keegan is going to be playing Dula, and um, Robinson is going to be playing Carrie Kelly. So we got Dula Dent, Joker's daughter, and Carrie uh-huh. Kelly, the girl of Robin. Uh-huh. I have zero interest in this, by the way, the more you <laughs> talk about it. Um, and uh, let's see. And Morgan will play Turner Hayes. Uh, Who? Turner Hayes. Turner Hayes. <laughs> 
Despite the murder of his biological parents, Turner remains resilient and driven to love to live up to his billionaire adoptive father's name. While charming the soulful but while charming and soulful, Turner has never quite felt comfortable in the world of wealth and privilege. Oh my god, this sounds awful. Yeah. Uh why well, yes. don't they just take beyond? I know, right? Or hell, like it's right. let's just do a static shock for, for crying out loud. Any like they have so many properties that are just sitting there doing nothing. Well, Batman makes money, so I get that. But I mean, like you've got that you've got this exact idea, right? A, a Gothamless Batman. It's Batman Beyond. In the future, like, why don't we just do that? People okay. would like that. So they did Birds of Prey, they did Gotham, and now they're doing like yeah. Let's stop with the Gothamless or Batman. Batmanless Gotham ideas, <laughs> right? Because and, there's nothing less interesting than a Gothamless Batman. No, no. You mean a Batmanless yeah, Gotham? Either one. <laughs> he yeah, knows so, what he said. <laughs> I, I, no, because I think it'd be interesting if Batman in Metropolis. Yeah, you know what? I would like that. That See? sounds like it would be a fun show. Fair enough. I'm, I I stand corrected. Yeah, do that, I mean, CW. Dave suggested Batman in Metropolis where Superman lives. Would you like to watch that? Yeah. Yeah. See? See? There's your target audience. There you go. (laughs) Why are you in the movie in the first place? They should. I know you want to be on the show now, buddy, but you gotta you gotta pipe down just a little bit, okay? (laughs) We're doing good. Proud of you. All right. Uh so yeah, like there you go, CW, Warner Brothers. No interest in this show. So don't even bother making this pilot. Uh, Remember when the marketing campaign for Titans was Robin swearing F Batman? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> True. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, buddy. All right. Well, on that, we're going to take our final commercial break and be right back with our main topic. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right. We're back. And, uh, Trains aside, we're going to get on with this 2022 movie. Uh, I almost said Road Notice. Uh, the Adam Project. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh, by the way, I, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, um, when we were watching Red Notice, my girlfriend turned to me and said, I think you love Ryan Reynolds. And the what answer is it? yes. Yes, I love Ryan Reynolds in a much what different way than you, honey. What's <laughs> Man does not like Ryan Reynolds. Like, what's Ryan Reynolds? Oh God! Ryan Reynolds is an actor, my friend. He played Green Lantern in the Green Lantern movie, and he played Deadpool in the Deadpool movie. I wonder about Deadpool. Can we? Okay, what do you wonder about Deadpool, buddy? Well, why? Uh, why Deadpool looks like a bad guy? He's not a bad guy. He's a a good guy. He's got a mask. He's misunderstood. He's misunderstood. Thank you, Dave. He's just misunderstood. He's yeah. kind of crazy. All those people died by accident like, just near him. That's <laughs> yes, yes. So, so we get uh, we got a movie now. It's funny because we don't normally do a lot of non-comic book movies, but this one has Deadpool, Gamora, and uh, the Hulk in it. So we had to review it for the show. Um, so, all right, let's let's do our our normal. Uh, obviously, Netflix original, The Adam Project. I didn't even think I said the name of the movie yet. Uh, released nope. this past weekend. We all had a chance to sit down and watch it. So let's go around and give our non-spoiler initial reactions to the movie. And uh, and John, you can start. 
I really like this and I'm going to watch it again because it was just a, I, I found it to be just fun. You know, it was, it was kind of light on the, uh, on the brain. You didn't have to really think too hard. And I, I know that Ryan Reynolds has a shtick and he does mostly the same shtick in every movie and it hasn't gotten old yet. I'm just enjoying it. Because, because, I, and I think, I think the the thing is, it's because he enjoys it. Like yeah. he does this, not just not just for the paycheck, but he's doing this because it's fun for him, and because he's having fun, the audience has fun too. So, um, yeah, I I liked it a lot. Okay, JD. This reminded me of a movie that I would have watched as a kid, and I got like Flight of the Navigator. Um, uh, uh, like last starfighter mm-hmm. the uh, space um uh, travelers those kind of movie vibes right it felt like a like a kids not like a kids movie but an action movie that definitely is directed at a younger audience right and it was a ton of fun it remind it's one of the most fun like i really wasn't into this idea of watching it's like i don't want to watch this movie but i'm so glad i did like this was one of the most fun movies I've seen in a long time, and I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you forgot yeah. to mention. Um, was it uh, Jennifer Gardner is in this as well? Jennifer Gardner is in this. She and was Electro. Yeah, and oh, yeah, uh, and uh, was it? Uh, well, the the kid's name is Walker Scoble, um, who plays young Adam, and he's great. He is great. Yeah, no, I kind of believed he was a young Ryan Reynolds. Um, so. They let him have some of Ryan's uh, lines in the movie. So, so I, th- I, I enjoyed it too. It was a, um, it wasn't an overly complicated time travel movie. Uh, so you didn't have to think about it too much. Um, it was interesting to watch another movie to watch where uh, I saw, um, oh, uh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, the Hulk. Mark Ruffalo, uh, Mark Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo explained time travel but a different concept of time travel. Yeah. Uh, the rules for this movie opposed to the rules for another movie. And uh, yeah, no, it was, it was good. Um, yeah. There, I don't know. It's it, yeah. Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds in this, but that's what you pay for. Right. Like, I don't like, I, I've people will complain about that. Some people I know that aren't as big of fans and it's like, yeah, but that's the whole point. Like, the movie companies know people are going to tune in to see him being him in the movies. And isn't he a producer on this thing? Like, wasn't he like, like him and Sean Levy, they're a team. They did free guy doing something else like that. They, they, they yeah. that is what they wanted to do. So you, you can sit there and say, well, yeah, Ryan Reynolds, the same stuff, but Ryan Reynolds wants to do the same stuff. It's not yeah. like he's Bella Lugosi and miserable that he has to play a vampire his whole life. Like he likes, he likes this. And this is, I mean, we talk about how there's no original movies anymore. This was some. This was an original. Maybe like, maybe like original since I've never seen a time travel before. But this is an original property. It was something that they came up with that's different. So cool. And and and, and the um, the other one you just mentioned um, that he's in uh, Free Guy. I just rewatched yeah. that. That's rewatchable. It was fun to watch it again. I never saw Free Guy. I'm going to now because I enjoyed the Adam Project. Yeah, it was one. It's on Disney Plus. All right. So I think what we're all saying is thumbs up. We enjoyed the movie. We're going to get deeper into it. So if you haven't seen it and you've gotten this far into the podcast, you might want to stop now and come back later so you don't hear spoilers. 
Um, and if you don't care or you've seen it, all right, here we go. So, uh, so yeah, so we start out with young Adam. Obviously, the main character's name is Adam. Um, and he's, uh, uh, what's, what's the, he's living with his mom. His father's passed away. We don't know who his father is yet. Um, Obviously, because the more parents you lose, the more, the more powerful you get. I mean, that's how it works. Yeah. It's just he, science. I mean. It's comic book science. Uh, he's he's having a rough time at school dealing with bullies and and whatnot. And one night, a strange uh, man shows up in his father's garage who's hurt, who turns out to be him from the future. So I like the, I like the technology that they had, like all the 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 jets and everything, and and uh, how they they played all of that. It was really cool. And and the little the little thing about the reason why he went to 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 his younger self. I mean, first off, he missed where he was supposed to go, right? Right. Right. But the reason why he went to his younger self at that point was because he's injured and the ship won't work if he's injured because, you know, safety protocols or something. So he needed his unhurt self to to unlock it again. All right. So I'm going to ask a question. Again, I enjoyed the movie, so this isn't a criticism. It's just a, 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 a question of curiosity. Um, also knowing that we live in 2022, was the technology too advanced for only being 2050? Not if they unlocked time travel, it isn't. True. Uh-oh. We lost, J- we lost JD. He must be run over by a train. I mean... We, we want to stop here for a second or wait for the train? Uh, I hit the wrong button. Yeah, let's... let's uh, Give it a moment. Let's pause for a minute, see if he comes back. It's typical. Dealing series type needs to go. Oh, yeah. In our lifetime, it needs to go. Do you know, you've you've heard growing up that it's about farmers and saving energy and whatnot. No, it, was, right? it has yeah. nothing to do with that. I looked up the history of daylight savings time. It was just because some a-hole wanted people to have more time outdoors and the like. It was, yeah, it was some kind hey! of... What a show. Um yes. All right, all right. So what we I miss? Were, <laughs> nothing. We were we'll talking about the technology. We'll right? we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll I'll restate my question for the, the, the jury now that you've returned. Um like okay, we live in twenty twenty two and I know how much of a jump technology has taken just from the year two thousand, but do you think that maybe there were too many jumps in technology the twenty fifty? And J and John has a, a really good point. They unlock time travel, so anything's on the table at that point. Um, I will take you back to 1910 when Orville and Wilbur Wright barely got a little piece of junk off the 10 feet off the ground in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Flash forward 50 years and we're walking on the moon. True. Like, well, just, well, even even flash forward 30 years and we were they were already developing. They split the atom. Yeah. Yeah. You know? they, they, they were already they were already they, they went from that, that flimsy thing to jets. So, right. Like so. we, the 20th century alone, the progress that was made was remarkable. And we're only 20 years into the 21st and it's pretty dang impressive. So look, look how fast the phones evolved, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Tw- 10 years ago, well, 10 years ago, I had an iPhone, but like 20 years ago, like a cell phone was a big thing. And then they became very little things. Remember when everyone had had the littlest cell phone? Oh my yeah. God. And, yeah. And now, now, you have now the biggest. <laughs> now we have to have, now I walk around with a, with an iPad against my face. Like, <laughs> That's where the boombox used to go. <laughs> like we have many computers in our pockets now, and it's been like that for a decade, yeah. right? Yeah, I know. You're right. I mean, the, and the 
computers we walk around with in our pockets are more powerful than the ones we use to get to the moon. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now anyone can get anyone can get to the moon with this. And thanks to Elon Musk, maybe people will. Um, would I don't think that's crazy to say that that once you unlock time travel. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I, I was have to, a joke. I, I have to say this. Did anyone see? And again, I hate talking politics. Did anyone see that Elon Musk on Twitter um, challenged Putin to a uh, a wrestling match, and the stakes is Ukraine? No. <laughs> the, e- the the immense ego on that man is just staggering. The problem with billionaires is they think they can do anything, including beat Putin's ass in a wrestling match. Which, by the way, I don't think he can. pretty sure old man Putin would. Whoop the shit out of Elon Musk. Maybe I'm wrong pull, on this. It, they would they would step into the ring and then Putin would pull out a gun and fire and fire. Yeah, I we're mean, talking about a former KGB agent here. I would not be challenging that man to hand to hand combat. He'd, he'd be poisoned with polonium before he ever got in the ring. For real, for real, he have it like laced on his skin so Elon Musk would touch it and he would like collapse. <laughs> and then yes. Putin would sit there and go, "I do not know what happened." <laughs> I know he's crazy, but it made me love the guy a little more. Now, All right, now, now I have Tesla too. Like. Yes. <laughs> Back to the well, movie. Te- Tesla's um, another another technology, like you know, electric yeah. cars. Oh yeah, I know, I know. He's he wants to put a satellite uh, network in space so everyone can have free internet. I like that. We'll see if that's real. Um, I, here's the thing. I think that any technology seems wild and out there until it actually happens, yeah. and then it becomes part of everyday life, right? So it's not one. I mean, because like John's right. Once you unlock time travel, every nothing's off the table. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you're right. The I need, you know, I did forget to mention Jennifer Garner, who plays the mom of young Adam at that point in the movie. And they all do such a good job. Yeah, they're good. You know, nobody yeah. was filling it in on this one. Everyone seemed to be having a lot of fun. Catherine Keener too. She's chewing some scenery as the villain, which seems to happen a lot when Ryan Reynolds is on set. Everybody yeah. seems to have you know, fun. I bet um, he keep. I bet he keeps it light. Hmm. Definitely, like it's weird. Like the broken relationship between the son and mother because the father passed away like but that, that all felt mm-hmm. i'm saying it all felt believable it like it worked like it wasn't it didn't feel forced um you know i mean and it, it's you know it drives the plot as well a little bit but it's like yeah like yeah it was just it was so good um <laughs> uh see what else what else what else okay so we find out, yes, he didn't mean to come back to 2018, as John was alluding to. He hurt himself, or not 2018, 20, 2022. 22. He meant to go to 2018. Uh, he, he miscalculated the jump, ended up in 2022, found his younger self because the, the, the technology, he was injured, and you have to use your DNA to activate your ship. And if you're hurt, it can tell you're hurt and won't let you fly. Right. Can we get that for cars? That if it can No see? kidding. If it senses you're drunk, it won't let you drive. They 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 already have that, but you have to get it installed at court order. <laughs> you have to breathe into a breathalyzer, and the car won't start. And they don't do that in every state either, though. But yes, right, yeah. Uh, but they should definitely. So, um, <laughs> while while JD is choking, dying, death, yes. uh, yeah. choking on a taco. Hey, the drink, the drink. Oh, I okay. hate my tacos. <laughs> Can we like we we could skip around, right? Like uh, yes. All, first off, I like the bag of tricks. Like it, it's 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 the what do they call that when you have a bag that you can pull anything out of just just for plot points or whatever? It's like they could just pull out any technology they, out of there, and they pulled out the. They're drone. not really MacGuffins, are they? No, what's no, no. no there's a, there's a there's an actual writing term for a, a 
you know, off-screen bag that you can pull stuff out of. Like Deadpool has, I, I forget what the term is. Um, but the thing is like, you know, they, they pull out all this stuff and it's like, is this a lightsaber? No, it's not a lightsaber. Okay, okay it's a lightsaber. It's like, you know. I mean, it's a lightsaber, but it's not. Because like, you can use it as a lightsaber, but then you bang it on the ground, the energy shoots out from the thing and knocks everyone down around you. Dare I say it's cooler than a lightsaber? Yeah. Shh. Is that Don't because take off the Star Wars fans, you know how rabbit they are. <laughs> Is that because Ralph Reynolds was holding it? That's what. But um, no, it's it's Deadpool seems... with a lightsaber. I'd watch it. I didn't watch it. <laughs> he's, he's already got those swords that can cut through what Con- cut through con- continuity, right? Continuity, like, yes. Yeah. So I don't think he needs a lightsaber. Um, but yeah, I mean, so. I mean, they go, they go here, they go there. They, they, they would finally manage to go back to 20, but only after he met his, his wife who had been, so they thought she was dead and she had been on the planet for like four years. Um, and you know, they had attempted to kill her, which is, which is a, another really cool point. She just sat there and waited. She knew she he'd come at some point. And, and so she watched his younger self and well, there, there he is. So, and Zoe Saldana again, did not, phone this in she was all in on this you know it was yes. it was good and she wasn't in it for that long but it was long enough to uh, make an impression i i heard some review some reviewers that were like you know they they, they couldn't quite care about uh, adam's character because you know they didn't have any backstory or anything they didn't do any like like they compared it to terminator where in the terminator you the terminator movies you you, you got a flashback of what was going on in there but you didn't really you didn't really see the future in this po- at in this movie, but it didn't really need it. The whole it. movie is about his life. Like that makes no sense. Right, right. Well, the thing is, like, you got flashes of the future in the Terminator movies, and you saw the skulls and this, and how hor- how horrible things were. And you know, he's in the movie. He literally said, oh, "Have you seen the Terminator? Yeah, yeah. It's like that, only only worse. You know, it's but you never so, got to see that. But but you didn't. Again, you didn't really need it because you were too having too much fun." watching the plot progress which that's, it does very steadily that's what i wanted to say like this is a sci-fi movie it deals with time travel but at the same time it's a very tight personal story about the main character adam like mm. it's about him and his relationship with his father and his relationship with the world because of losing his father and, and it's like his relationship with himself and his yeah, relationship the, the with the damage he's dealing with and- yes i mean Think about think about all the money in in uh, therapy you could save if you go back and talk to your younger self. Think think of all the Bitcoin <laughs> I would have bought if I could go back to talk to my younger self. Um, well, exactly. Well, you know what? That's an interesting point too, right? Like that's a big. So the the main villain, um, uh, what's her face? Um, Catherine um, Catherine Keener. Catherine Keener. Who? But it's Maya. Is the Maya? Yeah. Is the character's name, and. So she's chasing him down, right? She's the one that he stole the plane to go back in time to stop the future from happening. And she went back in time and told her younger self, like, what companies to invest in to make money so she could take have enough money to build up this empire, this time traveling empire, um, which <coughs> it's funny, like, that's the thing, like, that's the joke, right? Like, you'd go back and tell your kid to you tell yourself to invest in Apple or uh microsoft you know or whatever well actually the, the future had probably gotten worse because again like it was mentioned in the movie when she was talking to her younger self her younger self said 
when's the last time I saw you? And the other one was like, you know, months ago. It's like, well, if that's the case, then technically she went back, told herself to invest all this, all these companies and get all this money, everything. And when she went back to the future, it changed and she was way more powerful at that point. Right. right? So it, it, it played, it, it didn't really explicitly play up the time travel card and how, how cause and effect happens, but it did represent it tacitly very well. Right. Right. And I didn't spend a lot of time playing around with the idea of the cause and effect because that wasn't the point of the story. The yeah. point of the story was about, like I said, Adam dealing with his mother and his father and, and all of that. And, um, and there just happens to be a sci-fi element thrown on top of that. He's being hunted because he went back in time to save his wife who went back in time and, uh, and never came back and they and never lied came about- back. Right. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. And then, because that's then, then when they do successfully go back to 2018 to, um, stop her, they, they go to see their father who's still alive in 2018 because he invented time travel thus these that's the adam project for those who don't know at this point um he accidentally invented time travel which i love that aspect of it too like he was trying to create a uh uh, um what do they call that adam smasher thing uh oh he's well he was was trying to wormhole he was trying to create a wormhole. yeah he used to use that that technology to create Particle, particle accelerator, accelerator yeah. to uh, magnetic yeah to use to to create a, a wormholes and uh that uh but he didn't realize that it could be used to for time travel at that point but like they they meet him he realizes they're from the future to, he realizes who it is right away which i love that aspect like you know your son even as an a, as a man you know well also because he was a scientist and he could immediately accept that that could be a, pro- a possibility <laughs> like but, most people would be do you look familiar but, but that's no, now the him. flip that's the whole flip of the thing. It's like, he doesn't want to know anything about the future. Right. That's like, what doc Brown said too, but he, 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 he was, he taped that note back together again. I mean, yes, you know. but doc Brown saved himself. Yeah, I know. He does not save himself. I think that's a nice play. I think that's what makes this work on a character level is you think there's a chance they can save their dad. Right. Uh-huh. And the dad's like, no, I have, I have to die and it's okay. It was nice. I got, you know, being father of a little kid, I got, I got a little emotional. Right. But at the same time, he's also saying, I have to die for you to become the man that you you become. So if I don't die, you know, that could change things in a bad way. You know, like like he doesn't say it, but I think that's what he's saying. You know, Mm -hmm. by like, don't tell me how I die. You know, we're not going to change it. We can't change it. It's my fixed timeline, which felt like a Doctor Who ism. He he played the absent-minded professor up pretty well, like, not really good at anything in his mind, always in the clouds. And yet he was still human trying to interact with his family, you know? Well, and that's, there's a very great point of this movie makes about how we, our memories versus what really happens in the past, right? Like grown up Adam is mad at his father because his father never, his father loved science more than he loved him. And yet, no, Young Adam reminds him, like, no, he would come home every night, no matter how tired he was, he would play catch with me. Yeah, human memory is... And he's saying, you're remembering it that way because it's easier for you to stay mad at dad than to remember the good times and be sad and miss him. Hmm. You know? And it's like, that is such an elegant point this movie makes. And it's like, 
you know, it's so good. I, I just, I love that scene, the two of them on the bench talking about it. Like, I will always say that character is more important than anything with plot, right? Mm-hmm. If you give characters that you care about, that's that's what people mem- remember more than anything. And this movie, I think, really delivered on it. Because I didn't really think about the science of it all. Because again, when I'm in, when I'm sitting, I'm I'm good. I don't need any justification for science. I mean, I'm in. Um, what makes this work though is is how engaging Ryan Reynolds and his younger self are. Like this kid, mm-hmm. he does a really good Ryan Reynolds impression without feeling like he's doing an impression. Right. Superhero you know? landing. Yeah. Oh, that was, <laughs> was the best. I was, like, I was like, oh god, yeah. They're going to put that in every movie now, aren't they? He's like, you ready to get your ass kicked by a 12-year-old? And the guy just, no. (laughs) I was like, that's great, because that's what happened. Like, it was was really, there's so many little moments like that that are really good, and so many great little character beat moments that really Mm -hmm. resonate. And and you think about that, that character goes through a lot of trauma, right? Loses his wife twice, loses his dad early. You know, he's got the little world against him, like... Yeah, There's a lot going on, and it's uh, but they Ryan because of Ryan Reynolds' ability to be likable, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He still manages to keep it light. You know, it's like I said, it felt like this felt like I was watching an '80s movie. It, oh yeah, God, in the '80s was like the perfect time for stuff like this. My Science Project, and yeah, it's saying Last Starfighter. It, uh, you know, you know, yeah, or, and like, like weird science, yeah. weird science. Yeah, it, it's funny. This is a, I think we've talked about this on the show. I know. Uh, Joey from So Wizard has talked about this on on his show a lot. Like it doesn't feel like they make movies like that anymore for young young boys. Really, I mean, young mm-hmm. young kids. Any could anyone can enjoy this, but you know, there are aspects of it that are geared towards. I feel sci-fi is geared towards young boys, where it's um, like yeah, Last Starfighter, The Goonies. The Last Starfighter mm-hmm. is a classic. Uh, um, and I just realized they never. And this is. This movie is one of those, I think. It is. And it's it's got its DNA all over those old, specifically 80s movies, like those 80s, you know, sci-fi adventure movies, Flight of the Navigators, one I mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Is this one of the first time travel movies where they never even bothered to explain how time travel worked? You go through the wormhole. You open a wormhole. Yeah, but, but not like, there's no, like there's no... the, the, every other time travel thing is like, oh, yes, you know, the, the flux capacitor or this, that, and it just... They, you know, they always do some kind There's of information. No, this one, they didn't even bother, which is doesn't matter. They, you know, they, they, they of, it doesn't matter. Like they, they tell you snippets here and there about like, oh, once I go back to my timeline, then my memories will readjust. You know, like he doesn't have any memory of going back to see him, but once he does see him and then goes back to his yeah. time, like little but, things like that. But like, it's not in like your the, face about it. They don't like they don't overscience it, you know, which is what right. makes it a good sci-fi movie, mm-hmm. right? Like just enough to like make it interesting and fun. But that's not the point of the story. The point right. of the story is Adam. Just just give me enough to back up the bullshit. Yeah, right. right. Like tell me how does time travel work? Well, the flux capacitor manipulates time when you hit eighty-eight miles an hour. Oh, well, okay. That's how they used to play it in Stargate. They, they they would be like, oh, how does this work? And Captain Carter would go, well, you see, you take this calculation and then everybody would turn around and tell her to shut up. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, it, it it was, I mean, they didn't really do it in this, but then they, nobody really like bothered to try to bring out the whiteboard to show how something works. So, and, and that's fine. You know, it's not like uh, Star Trek where they're always doing techno babble. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, again, right. Like because you have focus more on the characters. Yeah. Because that's the other thing too, is the, the, the main character the, the, and 
this is actually a good point as well. And I think any sci-fi writer should understand this, this aspect too. You, every, we all just, we mentioned everyone's got a computer in their pocket. Do you know how that works? No. Do well, you, you use uh, it? Basically, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, but I'm saying like the average person just uses it. So Adam, well, you know, uh, who travels back in time, uses time travel. He doesn't fully understand how it works. He knows he creates a wormhole and flies through it. Like he knows he pushes buttons on his jet and flies through a hole. Like, so there, there's no need to ever have to explain it, you know? The, the mechanics of it because like that's the whole idea like like he probably doesn't know how it works and who cares mm. so keep that in mind sci-fi writers <laughs> people don't always understand the tools that they use they just know how to use the tool so yeah overall like it was just i don't know like i said it was just fun to watch it, it, a lot like free guy i mean i i will watch this again just because you know it's kind of a nice it's kind of a nice escape all right, so 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 first we'll say I'll I'll do the two questions. The first one, what was like? What's one or two favorite things about the movie? We'll start with you, John. Kid acting a lot like a really young Ryan Reynolds. I mean, okay. like they, they the the kid did a good job, man. You know, he's he's going to be another up and comer like that one from uh, Ghostbusters uh, Afterlife, and. Uh, I don't know. The other thing is just, I mean, I like it when they just let Ryan Reynolds be Ryan. I, I, his, his stick, his stick hasn't gotten old yet. And I'm wondering if that, if it will, you know, like he's been let loose ever since Deadpool and everything he's been in, he's been, you know, he's, well, he's been Deadpool or Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool or whatever. And it just, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, there wasn't any point in the movie where I got bored and pulled out the phone. And that's, you know, when I'm at home, that's a big indicator yeah. of how good it is, you know? JD? I really love the relationship between the father and the two kids. And the, the, it's one kid, but it's two. It's at different phases of their life because you you think differently at 12 than you do at 40, right? And it's um because sometimes it's easy to, when you're older, to look back at your childhood and see nothing but the the mistakes that shape you into the problems that you are. But when you're a kid, you only see what's good. And it's nice to have both of those to complement each other. And I like how they, they, they got that through talking to the dad. That's like, it was that relationship with the three of them. That was my favorite part of the movie, to be honest. What, what a gift to be able to see that your son's yeah. going to grow up to be that kind of man. Right. Right. I mean, as it, and I got emotional watching that part, you know, being a dad to a little boy and, you know, with my son being little right now, now I cry at everything. So, I mean, um, everything is emotional for me. So like that, that got me. Yeah, I had to say, um, and it's funny because I, I I like it, but it might bring us down a little bit. The relationship between mom and Adam uh, after dad dies, like, because that's so true. You're two damaged people just trying to move mm -hmm. forward in life. I can't imagine what it had been like if my wife had passed away when he was younger, you know, and still in school because I can see that kind of stuff like he's 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 going to be 20 you know what i'm saying so he's able to talk about his emotions and we we can talk about stuff and get through it you know we have gotten through it but like i bet when he, if he was little we would never talk you know and it would just be i could see that that's it just rings so true because you're just especially when it first happens you're just damaged and you're just trying to move forward and you're not thinking about like oh this person needs to 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 grieve and i need to grieve and and we both need to understand each other's grief and all that so like it is just it was so true you know like it, it just worked for me um 
and uh and yeah no and again just and i kept saying it it's the whole relationship between father and son the effects of losing someone like that and just it was so good it was really so good like kudos to to uh who's who'd you say wrote this um, sean sean levy was the, the filmmaker i'm not sure who wrote it Can look it up uh quick. written by oh jonathan Trip, trapper t.s nolan and jennifer jennifer flackett Fla- Fla- yes yep. and mark mark levin as well so kudos to the four of them uh very well written very very well written um yeah and i liked the uh um uh his wife um zoe sardana um having that that little fort and like having stuff set up i mean i i think it would have she should have had a little more fortified being from the future and understanding the kind of threat she might going up you know going up against but the fact that like she was just like you go i'm ready to i'm ready for these guys like i thought that was that was you know, a good touch. You know, it's really funny. Mark Levin and uh, Jennifer Flackett are married. So oh, husband like, and wife uh, team. Yeah, yeah. Which could also help explain the why they understand kind of thing. Yeah. How they understand oh. the emotions. She wrote the, uh, they wrote the, the Maze Runner series, which is a nice little YA book series adapted into films. Ah, so can, there you go. See not that. great films, but good book series. Not for us. They're not for us. Yeah. They're not for us. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, so then I'll also ask, What's something you didn't like about the movie, John? Not open for a sequel. I, I, no, seriously. It's I a closed loop. Of, it's a closed loop movie, yeah. Yeah, which is fine, you know, because I always complain that, you know, they keep pulling from the same thing. But it, if they're going to do more, you know, one-offs like this, you know, and Ryan Reynolds is like, man, he's he's becoming some kind of powerhouse in Hollywood. Like, he, he gets this done and, and Free Guy and, like, you know, making them take chances on new ideas. <sighs> um yeah i just i really like this i do i don't know if there's more story there's probably is it doesn't seem like there's more story to tell because like i said it's a closed loop so but I, I other than that i can't think of anything i really like disliked about this movie you know like okay it just there, there are things i like about it there are things that were just hey it's cool but nothing i didn't di- nothing that i disliked you know how about you jd structurally um the movie feels like act two ends with his wife's death and then all of act three is about dad. Right. So Mm -hmm. structurally that's kind of weird to me where you, you introduce major characters at the very end of the movie, like the very end, but like, like his wife doesn't get introduced till the climax of act one. Then she died. Then act two is really about them. And then act three is really about the boys with dad. So it works, but I feel like the dad should have been uh, introduced sooner um but it doesn't but i don't like hate it you know that's but it's something that i'm like eh, i don't know if i like when movies do that because like it's like you're you're bringing the character in kind of last minute they could have made the movie longer right no i mean like i don't know i don't have an answer like usually you'd want to have you the dad or the wife as a major character like that but they didn't so they went a different direction and and it works but like i said structurally it's a little wonky, but again, there's so much good character stuff that it, it, my criticisms are very minute. And it fit the story. It know? did. It worked. Like, it was fine. Like it, it's, uh, you'll see a lot of, a lot of movies and a lot of uh, even books that, you know, they'll, they'll pull from a same, from the same character because, because of that kind of criticism, even when it doesn't really fit the storyline. Right. But mm-hmm. in this, they just, they, they moved on. Like, 
you know, yeah, you're not, like I said, like I said, just the training and stuff tells me I'm not supposed to to think like this, but yeah, here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Um, I, uh, who would I, I don't know. Um, is it that hard to think of something you disliked about it? Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, I kind of agree with, with JD, the father kind of felt like, like he should have been introduced earlier. Um, yeah, I do. I, it's funny because I, I already said that I understand why they did it for the plot, but you do feel like something. I, I kind of felt like with changing what happens and destroying the the accelerator and the crystal drive, um, that that would change his timeline and the father was going to live. Like I thought it was going to end with young Adam of the movie playing catch with his dad in his timeline. You know, mm-hmm. like that would that that's how I would the, what what ended the movie. You know, and like so now everything's wide open. The future's wide open. Blah blah, um, and we don't know what's going to happen. But they went, yeah, they went Scooby Doo or they went Mega Happy ending instead. Well, Mega not, Happy. It wasn't Mega Happy because the father yeah. still passed away. Well, but, but I mean, like they're okay though. Like you know, like their yeah. mother and son relationship is official is repairing, and he still gets to meet his wife. Yeah. Right. right. So the timeline resets the way it was supposed to. That is to make a happy ending. Dad's supposed to, you know, him dying is what makes, you know, Adam into the person that he is. That's- right. I was waiting for a reveal that, 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 uh, the, the, what's her face, um, the villain organized his death, like cut his brake lines or something. I, my, my I, yeah. I thought that was coming too. I was surprised that wasn't what they did. Yeah. Which would have made sense. But, you know, I, yes. I, I, you know, I think it, it ended fairly well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, we're, we, well, we're, and that's we're the whole at, thing we're, is we're staring down the barrel, barrel of World War Three. I, I, I'm good with a happy ending here. And there. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, they, um, like the whole point of repeating the scene where she's like trying to do the taxes, like to let you know this is the same, the same yeah, moment system. being yeah, being yeah. relived. It's the same system, right. so he is dead. Like, there's no ambiguity in it. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, all right. Well, that's good. All right. Let's go around the room. Give our final thoughts and give a give a rating, one out of ten lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, uh, one out of ten, not lightsabers. Not lightsabers. <laughs> All right, John, you go first. Then. Well, I, I just want to mention on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, this got a seventy percent from the um, critics and a seventy nine percent from audience. That's so not bad. Not bad. I'm giving it a solid eight. Like I'm, I'm going to watch this again. You know, I, I was really happy with it so i i don't have anything else to say you know it's like it's like you were saying 80 it's like a one of those nice 80s movies that you can watch every once in a while that are you know interesting enough to to walk to actually sit down and watch it all the way through because it's entertaining and right. i think we don't have a whole lot of movies these days that are just entertaining except from like marvel <laughs> but but you know you see the auteurs not liking that they want deeper meaning but entertaining's good Yes. And uh, now we'll throw it over to the man who's always entertaining, JD. Oh, thank you. Um, (laughs) I quite enjoyed this movie. Um, My thought is to go eight, but I did have tears in my eyes at one point. So I'm going to bump it because like, if you get an emotional reaction out of me, I can put away a lot of my like quibbles with uh, story structure and stuff like that. Cause you got what you got what matters is emotion. So I'll go eight and a half. Wow. High praise. High praise. Indeed. Um, Yeah. It's fair. I, uh, you know, it's, yeah, I don't, I'm obviously like, cause we just gave nines to Batman last week. 
yeah, this Batman was better than this. You know. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Batman mm-hmm. was definitely better than this. Um. Yeah. I think. Uh. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna agree with you guys. Uh. Yeah. I don't know if it's quite eight and a half. Um. I teared up a little, but I tear up a lot. I'm. I'm a wimp. So. <laughs> Me too. So I. I will go. I will. I will double John's score. I will go with an eight. Yeah. Definitely. Um. And if you haven't seen it, go see it. And uh, and I definitely think you can watch it if you got a, like a if you got a, a young boy you should watch it with him. I think it's uh, we will. I will sit Andy down this weekend and we're going to watch this together because I yeah. think he'll really enjoy this movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. Well, that's just make, the Adam just make, project. Sure, just oh. make sure that he practices superhero landing. Oh, he'll be doing that. <laughs> Believe me. Ever we'll be walking the dog the next day. He'll be like superhero landing. I can see, yeah. him, doing, I can see him doing it right now. <laughs> All right. Do you guys have any recommendations for our audience? John? Uh, like I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned this on air because we had like technical issues. Um, I watched uh, Turning Red on Disney. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd recommend that. Again, uh, I mean, that's that's something I'd probably give a seven and a half to um, personally because it, the beginning starts with a little bit of fourth wall break and narration that I think it could have done without but then it drops all that behind and, and it goes with a pretty damn good story. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, I, 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 I suggest that people watch that. And it's on Disney plus right. streaming for free cool. on Disney plus. I think I will be watching that sometime this week. Mm-hmm. JD. Uh, it took me two years on and off, um, <laughs> but uh, I finally finished the dark tower. I took a big break in the middle of Wizard and Glass because I just, I just couldn't deal with people living in the this the world of the stand during the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. And then I picked back up again last summer, and it was kind of they're long audiobooks, so I mean like it yeah. takes they're twenty eight twenty nine hours a piece, so it took me, Jeez. yeah, it took me a little while to get through them because I just couldn't sit and do them all in one fell swoop, but I knocked the last one out over the last two two weeks, and uh, man, it was such a Again, I got a little emotional at the very end. Uh, so I really, I really dug it. It was, these are, this is my favorite book series ever, I think. And I, I loved it. I loved it a lot. The Dark Tower. Cool. Um, don't see the movie. <laughs> Whatever you do, do not see the movie. You're talking about the new one with Idris Elba, right? Yes. Yes. Ron Howard fucking sucks, man. Are we, oh, are... oh, Akiva Goldsmith wrote a movie worse than Batman and Robin. <laughs> he wrote oh. The Dark Tower. He fucking okay. sucks. Are, are we are we talking uh, glancing into the Ark of the Covenant bad? Like you know, that's what happens to your face when. <laughs> no, John. No, movie. no, John. No, John. <laughs> We're talking about being bored out of your mind for an hour and a half because the what they're they're throwing so much stuff at you and you know what kind of it is because you read these books, but none of it is landing and it's all bad and it's not even fun enough to make fun of. Yeah, same difference. Yeah, that melts my face. All right. Well, I will recommend that you go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media at the top of the page, comic book reviews by our good friend D-Square, and so much more. And uh, I am going to recommend the movie that I saw that had read in the title uh, this week. If you haven't seen it yet, Red Notice, which is also on Netflix, starring, of course, Ryan Reynolds again and The Rock and Gal Gadot. So if you uh, enjoy their acting... uh, Yes. And it's it's a good it's not as good as I will say this. I don't think it was as good as the Adam Project. And it's funny because I 
think the difference is that's a movie Ryan Reynolds was hired to act in, where the Adam Project was a movie he was involved in producing. So, you know, I think you can see the difference when you watch them. Sometimes, so. sometimes you got to get a paycheck. Yep. Well, on that note, boys and girls, as always, thanks for listening. Don't let you keep caught in the door. Have a good week.